You are listening to the Living Room Confessional Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Living Room Confessional Podcast. I am your host, Courtney. Today's word is insecurity. Insecurity is a state of uncertainty or anxiety about oneself or a lack of confidence. I meant to start this episode off by telling you that I just finished reading The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F by Mark Manson, but I'm going to be honest, I got bored with it kind of last minute and I put it down and I started another book. (laughs) But um, that doesn't mean that I didn't get some gems from that book while I was reading it. And there was one that I wanted to share with you on this episode. And I still plan on talking about the book, but it won't be fully until I finish it. But there is a piece that I wanted to talk about in the book where he says, not only do we feel subjected to unsolvable problems, but we feel like losers because a simple Google search shows us a thousand people without the same problems. And this statement kind of stopped me in my tracks, and I'm going to tell you why. I went through issues with a previous manager. When that manager resigned, a friend of mine was promoted to manager. Now, I was ecstatic for her, and I still am. After a few weeks, when she began assigning tasks to the team, I began to take a little bit of issue with her telling me what to do. Now, I can honestly tell you, it was not jealousy. I was able to work that out very quickly. We are friends to this day, and I do not want anybody thinking anything different. And I don't want the role that she has. Like, let me make that clear. That is not my path. What I realized after some therapy sessions and a lot of self-reflection, I was insecure. Remember when I said I had issues with the previous manager? Well, I realized that he had placed a dark cloud over my head and my confidence was shaken and I was extremely uncomfortable with my position. And the unknown perception from the other management an executive team had me kind of questioning myself at that point. And a lot of this stemmed from some of the comments that he made before he left. My insecurities were not due to my friend. They were based on my feelings that I would never get promoted. No one would see my value. And I had taken a million steps backwards. I didn't know where to go. And I wasn't sure if I should still be working at the company. Obviously, I stayed, but it took me a minute to get back my confidence. And I hadn't lost my confidence. I'll say that I simply kind of misplaced it. This is why it's important not to place your value in things like people, experiences, or relationships. They don't define you. Though they do have the ability to shape you, they will never be a fundamental part of your character. Now, going back to my story, I think it's important to remember not to put so much emphasis on your initial reaction to something. And as an example, when you hear a dog barking and it startles you, It doesn't mean you're afraid of the dog. It means the sound scared the crap out of you because you weren't expecting it. Let's sit with that for a moment so it can process. The average person would have presumed that I was jealous or envious, but after thinking it through, it was just my own insecurities rearing their ugly head (laughs) and making me feel some type of way. Once you are curious and brave enough 
to get to the root of what your insecurities are, that is when the work can begin. There isn't a single person on this planet that hasn't been insecure in their life. So please don't feel insecure about being insecure. Our culture today preys on insecurities. I will be the first to say mine stem from a lot of the content on on social media that I've been consuming. I spend a lot of time working online uh, for content and marketing purposes. We won't even get to the time I spend scrolling for entertainment purposes. But you guys have heard me talk about this before. Everywhere you look, there are people and things strategically placed in your sight line to elicit envy, lust, and other feelings that play on your insecurities. I had to block them out by removing social media apps from my phone. I recently tried to add Instagram back for, you know, podcasting purposes, but (laughs) I ended up scrolling for six hours straight. Like, I looked out the window and the sun was down. Like, that's unacceptable. But, you know, I did miss a lot. But I didn't miss anything that was important to my well-being. So honestly, it was kind of time wasted. Not even kind of. It was time wasted. It was all the other stuff that kind of like, you know, sits in the back of your mind until the opportune moment comes when you can add something to your Amazon list or use it as a good piece of gossip. And I'm not trying to do either of those things. So just like clockwork, Insta is once again in exile on my phone. And that's just my experience. So take it as you will. As always, please be careful of what you are consuming online. Insecurities have a way of staying hidden until the exact moment when they are triggered to come out. Learning to fight back when your insecurities pop up is essential for all of us. Stay tuned at the end of this episode. And I'm going to tell you the craziest story about a tattoo that I'm about to reference (laughs) in a minute. So my favorite tattoo is a verse from Isaiah. It's Isaiah 49, 15 through 16. Now, it's not the entire thing. It is like a a little snippet, but I'm going to read the whole thing. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has bore? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. This verse is my heart. I absolutely love it. I have to ask, why are you so insecure when you specifically are so precious that you are carved in the hands of the Father? Every bit of you is so special that he knows the numbers of the number of hairs on your head. He took time to create you as you are, which means more than you can fathom. The world has a way of pulling out our insecurities. It's how We get lost. We crave love. We want to be liked. We amplify our imperfections and we hyper focus on the people around us to minimize our shortcomings. There are so many different ways that we are taught about understanding and fighting back against insecurities in the Bible. Ephesians 6.10 reminds us that in God's eyes, the slave is equal to the master. Neither's sins is greater than the other. They're on an even playing field. When our insecurities are telling us how different we are or that we are of lesser value, that's where this passage comes into play. They are just as accountable for their sins as you are for your own. Where you feel small, believe me, they have an area of their own life where they feel exactly the same. No one is immune to it. We are constantly told that we need stuff and status to be valued. 
When you place your value in things or people, you will always come up short. Your value is in Christ, and it's secure there. No man or woman in this world can take that from you. I struggle on and off with imposter syndrome, which I think I've talked about on here before, but I'm not quite sure. And it was at its worst when I started this podcast. I didn't understand what right I had to speak about anything to anyone. Like, who would listen? I'm not Oprah or Tony Robbins. I could barely get through reading a book in a year. So how was I going to study the content that I wanted to talk about? Well, firstly, I prayed about it. And then I stepped out on faith. I had to remind myself that I had already spoken in front of groups of 50 plus people when hosting trainings at work. I knew how to command a room and I had already done it. I knew what I was passionate about, and I had someone who was willing to help me get the podcast started and help me kind of get rooted in the podcasting space. The next step was not as easy, but it was possible. I spoke from my heart. I spoke from experience, and I spoke of what was familiar to me. People cannot tell me what I have experienced. I took away their ability to invalidate my words because the topics I chose to speak about were based on my firsthand accounts. That subdued my insecurities on what my topics would be about and what I was going to share on the episodes. Obviously, that wasn't the end because other insecurities kind of popped up as I moved along, but I continued to move forward. Thinking about where the podcast was going to go was exciting. I loved imagining all of the possibilities, but romanticizing what had not happened yet led me to trying to shut the podcast down, not once, but twice. Thankfully, I found my way back both times. The stress I caused myself listening to other people who were only interested in my numbers was way too much. I started looking at what everyone else was doing and became very discouraged. I wanted to be where they were. I wanted to be an overnight success. During this time, I had to learn that if you do not steward the gift that God gives you as he calls you to, he will not allow you to move forward. There are lessons to be learned, and I had to learn to focus on where I was in that moment rather than trying to look so far ahead. Many of us get our insecurities from looking at one piece of someone's walk rather than the entire path that brought them to where they are. Insecurities are blocked when you make way for obedience and authenticity. The place where you are in this moment is where you're supposed to be, not the place where everyone else is or where they think you're supposed to be. You have to learn to stand alone and appreciate where you are in life. I am sure it took a lot to get there, so don't minimize it. That leaves room for doubt and fear, which is a breeding ground for your insecurities. Insecurity is a trait of our humanity. It is not something that defines us or gives us our worth. That can only be found in Christ. I am not exempt or above having insecurities, but as I grow spiritually, I understand that I do not have to fight against them alone. The world will use any and everything under the sun to attack the core of who you are, but it's knowing whose you are that will give you the strength to fight back and live a life of freedom that is your birthright. So I know I mentioned a little while ago, 
Um, the tattoo story, which I've told this story I don't know how many times. Um, and, you know, it's kind of funny because <laughs> I was very embarrassed when this first happened and I didn't want to tell anybody. Now I think it's absolutely hilarious. It's all good. I'm just I'm going to just jump in and tell you guys the story. So the verse Isaiah 4915 is tattooed on my side from my ribs down. And it was my first large tattoo that I got a little bit after my divorce. Growing up, my mom, um, we lived in a townhouse and on the loft portion of the house, she had this little plaque and it had that verse on it. And I just remember reading it all the time, but I have no idea why I read it all the time. It was just something that resonated, I guess. And I liked it and I kind of put it in my little pocket in my brain and it popped up later in life. And I was just like, I'm going to tattoo this on me. <laughs> I like it so much. But um, I had a friend from high school who is an extremely talented tattoo artist. And if you were listening to this and you know who gave me this tattoo, do not go to him like like and say anything bad. He is so talented and I actually went back to him for even more stuff. So like I don't hold this against him at all. It was just user error <laughs> being me. <laughs> but um, I went to him and he literally printed out the tattoo twice so that we could proofread it and then we could make sure the size, the font, everything, and the placement was good. And I proofed it. He proofed it. We put it on my skin. It came off beautifully. Um, and so he started tattooing and I took a nap. <laughs> and Needless to say, when the tattoo was done, I was super stoked and I was looking at it in the mirror. We both like looked it over. We read it. Somebody else at the tattoo shop actually read it. We did not see anything wrong with this tattoo. <laughs> well, during that time, like I said, it was right after my divorce and we were in a reconciliation kind of stage. Um, my ex-husband met me at my apartment and... I was so excited to show him the tattoo. So we go inside and he's reading the tattoo and he was like, I don't get it. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't get it? It's it's a Bible verse. And he was like, no, it doesn't make sense. So I was like, read it. And so he starts reading it out loud. And it said, for I will not you. I have carved, I have carved you in the palms of my hands. What it should have said is, I will not forget you. I have carved you in the palm of my hands. We literally forgot the word forget. And <laughs> the irony is not lost on me. But <laughs> needless to say, we could not find a way to fix this. I actually wanted to do one of those little up arrows and just put forget <laughs> above it. And I was just like, I can't do that. Like, that's so bad. So we ended up covering it with a flower that actually has sentimental meaning to me. And I'm not going to get into that piece. But um, it's so funny because people ask me, what's your favorite tattoo? And I always tell them. And they're like, oh, can I see it? And I'm like, well, you can't see it because it's covered. And then I end up telling the story. But I have no idea why. It makes that tattoo mean so much more to me. And... <laughs> To this day, it's still my favorite for so many reasons. And even in its imperfection, it has a deeper meaning now. 
Like, I, I know we have a typo in it, but I don't know. There's something that resonates because I forgot the word forget, and I'm not going to get into that because it's very personal. But, yeah, that's the story behind that tattoo, and I think it's really funny how that verse was the verse that popped into my head when I was writing and uh, writing out this episode, and I was just kind of like, man... Like, I might go ahead in another episode and kind of go more into, like, the meaning of that tattoo now. But, yeah, I don't think this is the time for it. But I just thought that story was hilarious and people still get a kick out of it every time I have to tell it or when they see the tattoo. So, yeah, I'm going to end the episode here. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I am really happy that I get to have these types of discussions and that I'm able to use key words to really speak about what's on my heart and what I'm passionate about and things that are important to me. So I hope you guys are enjoying these episodes and I will see you guys the next episode in two weeks. Bye. Oh, and happy 4th of July. It was yesterday. So yeah, happy 4th. Okay, bye. Thanks again for tuning in. Bye. Bye.